It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. It is Priority Talk live here on your third. Is it Thursday? I lose track of the day of the week. Thursday, here we go. Glad to have you along with us. Uh, thank you very much for joining us here on WXJC Radio. If you're listening to Phil Williams and Right Side Radio, we appreciate you hanging around. Uh, very much and uh, Nate is here with us today Nate Williams Nate how are you doing my friend we are doing great all right wonderful to have you here and uh, Nate's becoming more and more uh, regular here on the show with us and going to be hosting some and filling in for me some in the days to come so uh, you can look forward to that as well Uh, hey we got a lot of good stuff to do today Uh, next hour kind of going to stack it up a little bit Uh, uab athletic director mark ingram is going to join us for a few moments talk about uh, the 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 uh, uab uh, middle tennessee state game coming up saturday at protective stadium Uh, it's a 230 kickoff and uh, lord between uh, this signal we got middle tennessee state fans and uab fans probably listening so uh, we hope you'll uh, you'll hear that he'll give you all the details it's homecoming weekend for uab so uh, he'll join us and for a few moments and then we're going to have a good conversation with dr robert jeffers of course uh, the pastor of the first baptist church of dallas uh, your teacher on pathway to victory that you hear every day right here on wxjc radio at 8 a.m i listen to him just about every day uh, because i tend to be driving during that time so uh, pastor robert jeffers will be with us and uh, he's got a new book out that uh, he's going to enjoy telling us about uh, uh, coming up next hour. He's always good to visit with. He's been on the show many times, and uh, we look forward to having Dr. Jeffers back with us coming up about 6.30 today. All right. Hey, we've been telling you that uh, it is Pastor Appreciation Month and WXJC doing something special. Uh, You can nominate your pastor or any pastor, quite honestly, uh, for Pastor Appreciation Month celebration. Uh, all month long, you'll need to go to wxjcradio.com, click on the Pastor Appreciation Month banner, and nominate your pastor. And then each week in October, okay, for this whole month, uh, a winning pastor will be highlighted on air and our social media, and there'll be four of them uh, that'll be honored in total. This is week number one, and the winning pastors uh, will uh, we're going to love on them and and uh, talk with them and uh, tell them how much we appreciate them. And then they're also going to get a $100 Visa gift card. You can't go wrong with that, can you? $100 Visa gift card. Well, uh, our very own Pastor Paul Brazier, who's not in studio today, on the phone with me. Paul is just finding out that he is the pastor of the week and wins a $100 Visa gift card. Paul, could you be any more shocked? Man, I'm shocked. But I'm pumped up, too. Thank you much for that, folks. I, yeah. I really appreciate that. That's great, Greg. Thanks. Well, you got nominated, and because wow. I know a lot of your folks in your church and maybe even your you know previous church is, uh, listen, yeah. you got nominated, 
And, um, you know, everybody here knows, it wasn't me, everybody here knows uh, how active you are and uh, how much you give of yourself to uh, to the broadcast here. And so uh, it was another good way for us to say thank you. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. It's dropping the bucket what the Lord did for us. So I just enjoy helping out. Um, but I appreciate that. That's, a, that's really neat. And um, I really appreciate you guys uh, doing that for me. That's, that really helps out a lot. It surely does. It surely does. Well, I wish you were here with us today. That was the original I plan. I know you've had some things come up today. And, yeah. and Paul, that's what happens with pastors, isn't it? You know, um, yeah. it, it's, it's a different kind of life. Um, it, it's not an eight to five, clock mm-hmm. in, clock out. Um, things happen. Um, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it takes a toll on you, your family, because yeah. uh, it's hard to be consistent. Yeah. And, you know, the, the thing is, if you want variety, it's definitely variety. Um, you know, my schedule is not my schedule. My schedule is everybody else's most of a lot of the time. That's right. And that, that's not a complaint. Um, you know, I can, you, you know, you know, it's like the pastor. One minute you're seeing them, uh, you're with somebody and the, the baby's being born. Somebody's getting married, good things. Then next minute you're with somebody who's about to pass away or they're going through some strife or they whatever, you know, and then. There's always those times where somebody comes to know Jesus. Which that, that's really a special time, and that's probably the most special time we've got. And, and and so I enjoy that. But then there's always somebody that needs help in the yard or whatever else, you know. And and you just try to be there for everybody and try to share the gospel as you go. And and uh, it's like I said, um, you said it one time to me. You said my day's always the same. It's different. <laughs> I thought that's pretty <laughs> yeah, good. It is. That's and, exactly right. Uh, but it is. You know, it is. And. It's a sacrificial thing, but it's something that I really enjoy, and I'm glad God called me to it, and just glad I can help out. Um, but I, I appreciate appreciate uh, you guys, uh, somebody nominating me or whoever did it. I appreciate that, and appreciate the folks giving them the $100 gift card. That's awesome. That's All right. Awesome stuff. Well, and Paul but, truly uh, is a pastor, and I, here's one of the ways you know. He does a lot of funerals. And, and that means <laughs> you've true. been that means you've been pastoring people when you do when when they want you to do their funeral. Uh, you've been their pastor. They, you know them. Uh, they trust you, and because uh, yeah. that's that's it's an honor to do someone's funeral. It's a big responsibility, but it's an sure. honor. And you and you do a lot of funerals. Yeah, I, I do that. I do that. Um, that and baptisms. I like to do a lot more. Well, baptisms. that that too. Yep, that's another <laughs> that's way you can tell. The most. That's yeah, exactly I enjoy right. those, both those things. But but you know, it's um, it's that's what we're here for. You know, we're to here, here to love God and love our neighbor and. And uh, I'd really want to major on that because the Lord majored on that with me, and I'm grateful, you know. So, but um, that's what it's all about, relationships. Well, um, outstanding. And, of course, yeah. Paul is pastor at Central Baptist Church in Trustville, Alabama. And i got to stop my phone from doing that. It won't ring, <laughs> but, boy, it'll do that. I, I, I mean, I just got all kind of issues. But Central Baptist Church in Trustville, um, Alabama, and uh, has been there now uh, for, um, uh, well, how long have you been there now, Paul? A year and a half? Uh, about, oh, well, not quite a year and a half, about, about 15 months. Okay. Something like that. Getting yeah. close. Well, man, congratulations. Yeah, um, can't Thank think you. of anybody more deserving. And look, the next uh, couple of Thursdays when you're here, we're going to have different pastors in studio with us that are also yeah. uh, you know, winning this as well. So uh, we're going to look forward to having some different pastors come sit in with us. That'd be a blessing. That'd be fun. I'll enjoy that, and uh, we'll, we'll have some fun te- uh, telling stories. Uh, we we all have fun stories to tell, the joyful stories we've got. We've had some tough them, tough ones to tell too, but there's always that funny story that we all get tickled about, and and uh, that's where where God just blesses with some great laughter and 
and, uh, and and that's that's a great joy in ministry. You have fun with people, just dealing with them where they're at, and you learn to laugh at yourself too. And so, um, it, it's a blessing. It's really a blessing. Exactly. But, um, All right, Paul. Well, we'll let you go. I know you got business to take care of today, okay. so uh, we'll let you go. And uh, we we got um, it. You're gonna host for us though, coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, you, you might yeah. be back, but you're gonna host the whole show coming up here later in the month when I'm away. We'll, we'll take care of it, and then when you get back, we'll have a good time. All right. You you got to bring Laurie with you. I'll bring Laurie with me. I'll, right. I'll make sure she's a real good show. Yeah, I mean, we let you come to get her. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, man. Congratulations. All right. Paul Thank Brazier, uh, Pastor of the Week, as part of Pastor Appreciation Month. Nominate your pastor. They have, haven't been chosen yet. Okay, he's the first one. There's three more. Uh, nominate your pastor, wxjcradio.com. Click on Pastor Appreciation Month, and uh, you can do it very easily there. And uh, we'll we'll do another one next Thursday. Okay, let's go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we'll get into our topic for the day. You guys know we typically do uh, our Theology Thursday, and uh, we'll do that today. We, we got a good one, and we got sort of a reason to bounce into it as well, so uh, stay tuned for that. We'll start off with a little uh, history lesson, and that'll bounce us into our topic for today. All right, I'm here. Nate's here. Stuart's here. 205-941-1011. We'll be right back. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment. 256-739-739. 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. Hey everybody, this is Kurt Cameron and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. And we're back in. Glad to be with you today. Greg Davis here. Nate is here. Stuart is here. And uh, again, congratulations, uh, Pastor Paul Brazier, the WXJC Pastor of the Week during Pastor Appreciation Month. Do hope all of your uh, churches plan to uh, just show some love to your pastor and their uh, family during this month. It, it is a difficult uh, life. It really can be. Now, it's a blessed life, not complaining, but it, it they face some things that 
it's hard for others to understand. Okay, and I know there's a lot of careers that way, but they certainly have their uh, set of uh, of uh, challenges. And uh, you know, you're expected to be a lot of things to a lot of different people. You know, you're you you got to be the best preacher in the world. Mm. You got you know people will criticize you if you you know if the message ain't spot on. Uh, you know, and and often two or three messages a week, not not to count not to count if there's a funeral or something thrown in there on top of that, or you speak at a at a you know maybe maybe you speak also at a uh, you know a senior citizens you know something you know uh, chapel at living, a chapel school oh, yeah. stuff like that you know then you got to be a great counselor you know you got to counsel people. Then you also got to be a uh, you know you got to know finances because you know the, the, the church has got to financially got to be in order administration human resources yeah you got to manage a staff oftentimes uh, and and volunteers and look it's harder to manage volunteers than it is to manage staff that that's the harder job and and you're certainly managing volunteers uh, you're you're uh, you know you got to be able to visit hospitals and um, you know go see the shut-ins and have a good you know, bedside manner. Um, what else? Uh, oftentimes, you know, you got to be a lawyer to people. You got social <laughs> you media. Oh yeah, you got to be able to keep up, keep up your social media account, of course. And then, uh, then you know, then then you got to write articles, you know, that are published in your church newsletter or in your church's website, or maybe published beyond that into local outlets. You got to stay up to date on all the news sure. and stuff. People okay. ask you about politics yeah. and yeah, and, and you got to live above reproach. You know, you can't ever slip up in public and say or do something or that's not appropriate or your family. You know, that's it's a lot of pressure. So anyway, we could go on and on. There's a, a lot of a uh, lot of uh, pressure and uh, challenges when it comes to pastoring. And then, you know, then, of course, the church has got to grow. And if it's not growing, then, you know, it's the pastor's fault, of course. Of course. That if it doesn't grow. And so, you know, then people get down on you. And a lot of times it's not the pastor's fault the church isn't growing. You know, maybe there's other extenuating circumstances so uh, that are outside of their control. So anyway, it, it can be a, a difficult life. One of the best things you can do is send them to Israel. Send them to Israel. <laughs> I'm just serious. Send them to Israel with us. You talk about encouraged and knowledge and learning and come back inspired and increase their preaching uh, and their teaching capability. Send your pastor to Israel with us next summer. Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com. We'll take them. We had two pastors go with us this past time. Both of them, I guarantee you, tell you, tell you it's one of the best things ever. Uh, one of them, their, uh, their church or someone in their church actually sent them. That's an- awesome. An- anonymously sent them. Wow. Yeah. Did it through the church, but it was anonymous. They don't know exactly who. Uh, but sometimes the church will just do that as a gift to the pastor and their wife. Uh, and then other times maybe just somebody wants to do it. We can handle that and make sure if you want to do it anonymously, we can do that. But uh, there's not a pastor out there who studies their Bible and, uh, you know, cares about that, that hasn't dreamed of uh, walking where Jesus walked and experiencing these things for themselves. So, um, yeah, send them to Israel with us. Uh, Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com. Get them signed up. Uh, let's start a conversation, and we'll see if we can do it. If, if not this time, maybe next time. Uh, speaking of the Bible and, uh, you know, loving the Bible and, you know, just uh, cherishing and treasuring the Word of God that we so have so readily available, um, I, I have more Bibles than I could even begin to count. 
honestly. I mean, I guess if I got them all in one place, I could count them. But there's so many. They're so numerous and everywhere. Different translations. Sure. I I just don't even, uh, couldn't even, you know, and I grew up in a home where, I've said this before, I don't know, I can't think of a time when there basically wasn't a Bible within arm's reach. Mm -hmm. Wherever you were in the home, there was a Bible laying. Wherever you sat, wherever you were standing, (laughs) if you came in the door, I mean, even in the John. You know what I mean? There would be a Bible, you know, not far away. God, yeah, hey, that's, good, that's good a reading great time. time. Exactly. Good You're reading, sitting down. Good out. reading time. So um, we shouldn't take that for granted at all. So we want to talk about the Bible today in our Theological Thursday. We have determined it was how many? 486. So 486 years. Years ago today that a, a man of God was murdered brutally in the streets of England. Mm. What was his crime? He believed the Bible alone should be the sole authority over the church and that every person should be able to have a copy of the Bible that they could read themselves. That's horrible. That was his crime. Who is this, you might ask? Well, you're going to recognize the name, whether you know the story or not. His name, Tyndale, William Tyndale. Tyndale. And uh, we often do interviews with authors who write for Tyndale Publishing. Okay, and They started off as a Bible publisher. But he had this conviction, William Tyndale, um, that the Bible should immediately be translated uh, from the original Greek language into a language that every person could read and understand. The common person could understand. Uh, that they shouldn't have to, uh, you know, go and be only told what the Bible says by a priest. And tell me if I'm getting it right, Nate. You, you've had church history since I have. No, you're exactly right. Uh, the church, uh, the Catholic Church, had uh, basically barred the everyday person from reading the Bible by uh, putting it behind uh, a paywall of sorts, you could say, uh, education wall. You needed to learn Latin. You needed uh, training or you go to specific places and schools, whatever it might be. But the everyday farmer, the everyday you know, a tradesperson, they they didn't have any access to it. It wasn't in their language. And oftentimes they would go to, you know, church services or mass and uh, the whole thing was in Latin. And so there was a huge barrier there. Sure was. And so he thought it should, every person should be able to get the Bible where they could read it. And uh, of course, for, for him in England, that was into English. And so he was persecuted for that work. He was threatened. Uh, consistently and uh, he he spent his days uh, living basically as as a common criminal while he tried to finish the task of translating uh, the Bible into the language and so after finishing the New Testament from Greek to common language English for the people uh, he would then smuggle uh, copies of this um, and, uh, and, and distribute them where owning a Bible was not legal. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the church and the state were the same. <laughs> and it was not legal to have this Bible. And it was a serious crime. Death was the crime. And so that's why I say it was 486 years ago today that this man, William Tyndale, lost his life 
uh, literally lost his life for the Bible. Uh, we can tell more about the story as we go forward. But here is the question. We'll finish it. Here's the question for you today. Um, what about the Bible is precious to you? What about the Holy Scriptures do you treasure most? Maybe it's a period of your life when the Word of God came alive to you. Maybe it's a certain passage or verse of Scripture. Uh, maybe it's a certain, um, you know, uh, what the Bible was introduced to you. But what is it about the Bible that you treasure? What is it about the Bible that you, um, that you hold dear? And, and why? What does the Bible mean to you? And, of course, it is from William Tyndale that we, uh, you know, we can say uh, sola scriptura because he certainly believed that uh, Scripture was the sole authority and, uh, and, and not, not just kind of spoke that. He actually lived it and said if, if the Word of God is the Word of God, then every person uh, should be able to uh, have a copy of the Word of God and be able to study it, learn it, read it on their own. And we absolutely take that for granted now in America. Now, not, not all, all everywhere around the world is that true, but in America, uh, the Bible is so common and so readily available that uh, it's uh, taken for granted, quite honestly. But I know there's a lot of you out there who love your Bible, you treasure your Bible. Um, you know, another interesting question, do, do you just have one Bible that you live with? And I know you got online now, okay? And that's okay. We can include that in the discussion. But let's just think about your printed Bible. Do you have one that you have been living with and living in for a long time? Or do you have multiple Bibles that you sort of go between? Do you have a Bible that's maybe precious to you because it's got the uh, the markings and the writings of a uh, a relative, a mom, a dad, or a grandparent? Those are pretty pretty precious. When you see uh, the Bible that someone like that studied and poured over and prayed over, man, the Bible, that's our topic today, and we'll continue to talk about William Tyndale as well. Call us. Good day to give a testimony for God's Word, 205 941 1011. We'll be right back with more Priority Talk. College football is back, and tickets are on sale now to see your UAB Blazers in action at Protective Stadium. Visit UABSports.com to grab your tickets and stay updated on all of the latest information about upcoming games, great promotions, and deals for the whole family. Single-game tickets start at just $20. Grab your seats today at UABSports.com. Don't miss a minute of the action. UAB Blazer football tickets on sale now at UABSports.com. UAB football, win is one. Are you listening or just joined us? Guess what? It's time to call Greg at 205-941-1011. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... We're back in, and it's good news and Christian values, and no better good news than the Word of God. That's where good news comes from. 
the gospel. And uh, we're talking about William Tyndale. It was 486 years ago today that uh, he lost his life for uh, for the Word of God and uh, was a criminal in uh, England and uh, lost his life uh, tragically and uh, and brutally as well. well. We'll tell more of that story as we go forward today. But we're asking you to talk about uh, your love or your treasure of the Bible, your, why you cherish the Bible, uh, maybe some unique uh, thought or story or scripture um, that uh, is important to you and uh, would probably inspire and encourage others as well. So let's get after it. We go to Pelham down in Shelby County. Marty's with us. Go right ahead. Hey, brother, it's your Marty. It ain't Pelham, oh. Marty. Hey, Marty. <laughs> but he asked me where I was, so I told him where I was. Well, that's where you are, Pelham. I didn't know it was you, though. Hey, Marty, how are you, man? Uh, if me and Star are eating it, uh, well, I shouldn't say the restaurant. It might be a competitor. Hey, listen, I love my Bible. Um, I love my um, life application Bible. I use that a lot. Yeah. And then uh, I actually have also the um, the John MacArthur Study Bible. Um, now, I do, you know, break with MacArthur on one or two points, but overall, I, I really like both of those Bibles. They are in my, my every week arsenal. Every Well, one of them is my everyday arsenal, and the other one is my every week arsenal. Well, very good. But yeah, that's, I uh, think those I are like good ones. What, Greg, I think what I like, I don't have a verse, I don't have a life verse or anything like that, but I, Greg, I'm just comforted by the authority the authority of the Bible, um, uh, the inerrancy of the Bible, uh, the truth that, that you know it's there and it doesn't waver. The Bible doesn't waver on, on issues like society does. And, um, and you can bank on the assuredness that um, what you're reading is genuine and it's, and it's going to last. Amen. Yeah, um, it, was, uh, it was true and, uh, then, and it I is have, now, and it will be. And Greg, you and I have something very uh, common. Uh, we both have a Bible that is very dear to us. That uh, one day I got to get back to you. Yes, we do. That is that is true. <laughs> when, when are we going to do that? I don't know, but Greg, this is the honest truth. I used that Bible the other day. Um, I had to do a funeral, and um, and it was laying on the coffee table. I grabbed it up, and I felt a little warm place in my heart. Well, good. That Bible. Well, Even though I know it wasn't like a wedding or anything, but there's a Bible that you and I both share with uh, our heartstrings. There you go. Well, look, you need to just come up here and be on and be in studio with me one day, and you can bring it with you. Okay, I'll have to do that. I'll have to get your uh, address on the break or something. All right, man. Hey, thanks, Marty. Good to hear from you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Marty. There, he was my youth pastor back in the day, and hadn't talked to him in a while though. Good to hear from him. Uh, all right, um, help me out here. Uh, Sari is on the phone with us. There we go. I got it. Sari, and she's in Addison. Go right ahead. Um, actually, actually, it's Terry with a T. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> um, so for me, my father was my pastor all life. He passed away um, back in 2012. Oh. One of the pictures he left behind was his Bible. He would use a Bible to leave. So it fell apart. Mm-hmm. And so since we're out in, in my talk, I'm being able to look back at his, where he's done his tricksters and make little notes, and I'm reading the Bible. I'll use mine, and I'll 
the messages and look at what his moves were and just hearing God Amen. Yeah, that, there's a lot of that out there for sure. Those are treasures and should never be done away with. Amen. Amen. Well, Terry, thank you. Good call from Addison. We appreciate it. Thank you. Very good. You were very blessed. Yes, ma'am. All righty. Terry, thank you. 205-941-1011. She was breaking up. Hard to hear. So, but we got it. Um, okay. William Tyndale um, finished the New Testament uh, translating in 1525. Uh, he uh, uh, was persecuted, smuggled Bibles, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, how William Tyndale died, though, was uh, he was working on translating his Old Testament edition from Hebrew, and he was found uh, somewhere near Brussels, arrested and charged with heresy by the Catholic Church slash state and uh, as punishment and there's there's a classic picture of this it's a black and white uh, you know like a what do you call it like a sketch is that what you call it yeah you know, I don't know how accurate it is but it's pretty well known uh, he was dragged out into a cobblestone street strangled to death in front of an onlooking crowd and then his body was right in front of everyone visibly burned at the stake that is uh, the story of William Tyndale and uh, he uh, it was on this day 486 years ago that that happened and uh, was people may say well man was that really worth it you know was that something that uh, was uh was it worth his life? You know what I mean? And uh, I think most people, if you look back on it, some people might doubt it. But I think if, you, if you're if you honest about it, you say, uh, yeah, it was worth it. Because it was, uh, I forget the exact thing. It was only just a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of years later, that the uh, Catholic Church began printing and distributing Bibles themselves under the, king, under the king's authority. So... Uh, just to show how one man can make such a stand um, and that you got to think I mean I guess God had his ways but uh, would that have happened without the stand of uh, William Tyndale or his maybe la- it would have happened much later or in a different way and later that's right yeah. his last words were and here I found it uh, Lord open the king of England's eyes and it was two years later uh, that King Henry, I think the 13th, ordered, and it was the Bible of uh, of Coverdale uh, Bible that was based mostly on Tyndale's work, that it would be used in every parish, that it was actually translated and distributed to the churches to be used in every parish. So uh, just a powerful story, definitely. It was 500, or excuse me, uh, 486 years ago today, and if you just think, you know, less than 500 years ago, the Bible was not even available. And you think about the availability of Scripture now. And, of course, uh, we've had uh, Craig Groeschel on the program a few times over the years, who, uh, of course, his church launched um, the version of the Bible online. And it is, I think, maybe still the most downloaded app. I did not know that. That was them? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. He said it's uh, their gift to the world. Furry. I've used it for years. Yeah, the, me too. Your version. Yep. It was Craig Groeschel, and uh, under his leadership, that uh, his church out in Oklahoma launched that. And I and I believe you know we we always say the Bible's the best selling book of all time. I think it's the most downloaded app of all time too. Mm-hmm. Uh, William is with us. Let's jump out there uh, and visit with him. Go ahead, William. Well, this is William from Union Grove. I was calling to tell you that I love my Bible because it has in the front of it the day I was saved, August 6, 1972. And the guy by the name of Brother Quarles gave it to me when I was baptized. And uh, that Bible's been a lot of places. Uh, I was in a ministry a long time ago with Christ as the Answer. Hmm. We were, it was discipleship. We we went out and encouraged people to sow seeds. That was when I was younger. I'm 75 now, but I wouldn't take nothing from my Bible. And uh, now, William, I don't use do you, it anymore. Oh, I swear, that was my question. Do you still use that same Bible? You have it, but no, it's, I, it's, I not the, it's not I've your daily user. Sir? Say it again. I've got some new ones. I use King James, but... This is old King James, and of course I've got a new King James, and I've used, um, you know, various Bibles, but that's mainly what I read is the King James. And I, that, that brother that was mentioned a while ago on the radio, I listen to him quite often. He's really good. I, I'm bad with stuff. Robert Jeffers. I've got a, well, I listen to him too, but that's not the one I was thinking about. Okay. Is, uh, the one that the brother mentioned a while ago that called in. Um, oh, Paul Brazier? Have, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, well, there's three of them I listen to. I listen to them every night uh, when they come on. That one guy, I can't remember his name. I have a I have a touch of, of uh, what's that thing where you can't remember stuff? Sure, and, sure. Uh, I have a touch of that, and sometimes I can't can't remember like I used to, but uh, that my that Bible's very precious because it's been a lot of places. Well, amen. And, um, William, that's well, really cool, you. man. Good call. We appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, Robert Jeffers will be on with us uh, next hour, so hang on. If you like Robert, I'm going to have a good conversation with him about, about the Bible. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to listen to it. All right, man. My chart, I'm going to listen to it. Gotcha. And Thank God you. bless you, brother. Thank you, William. Yep, good call. 205-941-1011. We're talking about the Bible today. Seems uh, almost, uh, it's not, but to some people it may seem trite or um, oversimplistic just to talk about the Bible, but I can't think of anything any deeper, better, more powerful. The Bible has changed so many lives. Think about all the stories, uh, addictions, relationship troubles, marriage problems, just... uh, lonely nights when all you had was you and in the bible and you went to it and god used it to bless you know uh bless your soul really to to get some of that wisdom that comes from god and so i just i can't imagine all the stories we hear about are insane and incredible but then there are so many stories out there that we'll never hear about until uh, this side of eternity. That's right. And it just uh, the Bible, I think, is a great topic. Yeah, it is a great. We could, well, we really probably ought to just do this every day in some form or fashion. I guess that is really what we do. Good news, Christian values. Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's where it comes from. 
the the bad thing is, or I guess bad, but uh, you know, Tyndale was actually betrayed by really uh, two people that claimed to be his friend or you know pretended to be his friend, um, and they you know he was in Germany you know doing the translations, and uh, he had two people that betrayed him and turned him over to authorities and um you know it just goes to show you know here you are about translating the bible and these people are acting to be your friend and then all of a sudden they betray you so that it was it's a, there's a story of betrayal there as well but his last prayer lord open the king of england's eyes and uh, three years later the king required every parish english to make a copy of the english bible available to its parishioners, and I think they would have to come to the church, you know, and read it. But they could read it. Could you imagine? People stood in line, I bet, to just put a put their eyes on a Bible they could read for themselves. Two zero five nine four one one zero one one. Traveling up and down I sixty five. George is with us. Hey, George. Hey, Greg. George Shades. Uh, just calling in. I'm, I've been in Alabama, working with churches this week. Headed back to Kentucky. Wanted to. Thanks for uh, being able to catch up with you and talk with you today. Yeah, hey George, how are you, man? It took, took, it took me a minute. George Yates, good, to, good, to, good to hear from you, brother. Okay. <laughs> you bet. Uh, yeah, I've got like you said earlier, several Bibles. I've got one that I use for my morning devotion. I've got one that I carry when I preach. I kept one that I carry when I'm on the road like this that I you do my daily devotion out of it differently. But one of the greatest things that I love to do with the Bible is to pray Scripture. Yeah. And teaching people to pray Scripture. And I'm doing an interim pastor now in Kentucky and, and teaching them, and they're just they're loving it because, they, you know, we've heard it. We've heard people talk about it, but we've never done it before. And not just praying the prayers of Scripture, but you can pray just about all of Scripture. Sure. And, and I just, I love just, I, in fact, I say that it's hard for me to read the Bible without praying it. Because just praying it back to God, personalizing it, taking it to me. Some of it's tough. Some of it can be rough when well, you have to pray that to God, but that's, it's there for us to do that too. If you pray God's word, if you pray God's word, you'll all always know you're praying God's will. That's exactly right. Exactly right. There'll I just be want no to confusion. There before I lose you, Greg. George, I was somewhere the other day. I spoke somewhere the other day, and they were announcing you were going to be there pretty soon, coming a week or two after me. I can't remember where though. Uh, and I told him, I said, "Boy, you better be here when George comes because he's going. He'll he'll uh, he'll lay some stuff on you." Thank you, Greg. Appreciate that. Good. Doing, doing some touring down there. So. Next time you're coming uh, through uh, Birmingham, let us know. I'd love to have you have you back on with us. That sounds great. I'd love to. You All let right. me know. Thanks, All right, Greg. George. Thank you, man. Have a good day. All righty. Good. 205-941-1011. We're talking about the Bible. Uh, next hour, Robert Jeffers joins us, First Baptist Church of Dallas, Pathway to Victory. You'll hear him every day. 8 a.m. and I think some other times as well, but certainly at 8 a.m. every morning. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back, take a couple of more phone calls at 205-941-1011. What is it about your Bible that you treasure, that you cherish? Why does the Bible mean so much to you? Let's hear from you. Priority talk. Marketing can be overwhelming. The marketing landscape is full of holes to lose your money. Stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with a purpose. Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team. Call them at 205-332-3728. 
or go to their website at .edison.com. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. Hello, I'm Norm Geisler. You're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk Live. And we're back in at seven minutes till six o'clock. Greg Davis here with you. Nate Williams here with you as well. Stuart, answering the phones, getting you on with us, 205-941-1011. And uh, nobody online right now. Call us. Talk about you. Talk about the Bible. It's up to you, whatever angle you want to take on it. Do you love your Bible? Why? Is there a Bible that's special to you? Why? Uh, what's the Bible um, done for you, meant for you? What have you seen the Bible accomplish? It's the Word of God, the truth of God. It's the uh, the gospel. It's where we uh, put our eyes on the gospel and uh, where so many of us have come to understand um, the good news of Jesus Christ. Nate, got some interesting stuff there. Bibles. Tell us about it. Oh, yeah. I was just uh, looking online at some interesting Bible facts, Bible trivia. And uh, we were talking about how many Bibles there are out there, and some of us have tons in our home. But I was looking online, and it said there have been over 5 billion Bibles sold. So those are physical Bibles. So you take that, and then you add Bible app downloads, online versions, because sometimes people will just, like, Google a chapter or something, all those, like if you have a computer. Yeah, Crosswalk or uh, Bible Hub. Bible Hub. All the different, yeah. Definitely. It's uh, countless billions by this point. And, And so that's incredible. And so uh, it's it's been translated to, according to the uh, the website I'm looking at, over 500 languages, and it's been partially translated into over uh, 2,800 languages. So over 500 complete, over 2,800 uh, partial, and uh, those numbers might not may or might might not be up to date. Gives you an but idea, it's, though. Uh, gives you an idea, well, and it's it's lots of them. And Bible translation is a big deal, and uh, it, it is ongoing, as you say, and uh, is a big need. Yeah. And uh, there are people that have committed their lives, like Tyndale, to translating the Bible, um, and uh, I know some. And uh, it is a calling, and it is a um, it's a hard work, and a, and, a, and 
and really an unappreciated work. You know, um, people just take it for granted they have it. We do. But if the Bible's not in your language, <laughs> and then it is, wow. On top of that, it, sometimes, depending on the language and the culture where you are in the world, uh, there might not be an alphabet. So imagine you first, if you're translating the Bible, in order to make that Bible, you first have to create a whole alphabet. And then from there, you get to the translation part of it. So I think you're exactly right. Churches don't talk about it enough. I think we should. I've toured the uh, Wycliffe Bible Translators uh, site in Orlando. You know, they have a whole headquarters there. Yeah. Uh, where that's what they do. And they've got a museum there, and you can see a lot of these, like we were talking about the Coverdale Bible. They've got those there. You can actually see them. Yeah. Um, pretty cool to, uh, to to look back on these uh, versions of the Bible. Greg, have you been to the Museum of the Bible in I D.C.? I have not. My daughter's been there. It's incredible. I haven't. Uh, we we should go take a trip sometime. I've you know when they opened it, I interviewed um, some of the people that put it together and all that. Talked about it a lot, but I have not been there. It is something I want to do. My wife wants to do it too. So uh, yeah, we we need to make that happen. That's a a fun trip right there, along with all the other historical stuff that's in D.C. Yeah, and I've been to D.C. several times, but I think uh, last time I was, I I don't think I've been there but once since it opened. And it was in and out, you know, I just didn't get to go uh, while I was there. I wished I would have, but no, that would be something we would love to do. Uh, and, and something I really I plan to do. It's just a hard trip to get to D.C. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For us, that's just not a – it's a hard place to get to. And yeah. I mean, you know, you can fly, um, but even flying into there is, uh, to me, uh, is is always a little tricky. Uh, now, out of Huntsville, they got a lot of flights go straight there. And I have flown there from Huntsville before just because of the federal uh, issues, you know, government. Uh, you know, they, they've got a lot of direct flights into Reagan. Uh, which is good. But um, then once you get there, you know, it's an expensive city to go to. You know, I'm glad they put it in D.C., but it's, uh, you know, like the Creation Museum, where it sits, it is drivable yes. for, I think they say, like 70% of the nation's population can drive within like eight hours to the Creation, something like that. Not so with D.C., that 95 traffic, 495, 695, it's it's a pain in the rear. Yeah. It's I've flown into Baltimore as well. It's cheaper to fly into Baltimore, but then you got to get over. <laughs> BWI, yeah. Yeah, it it's a kind of a tricky can be a tricky trip uh, to get there. Okay, hey, we are uh, talking about the Bible. We'd love to have you join us when we come back on the other side. Uh, we started off talking about William Tyndale today being 486 years since he was Uh, strangled to death and burned at the stake for uh, translating the Bible. And uh, within just a couple of years after that, uh, the king uh, required every church to have uh, every parish to have a a Bible for their people to be able to access. So his uh, sacrifice, uh, one of the reasons, not the only, but one of the reasons that uh, we so, uh, so easily have access to God's Word and uh, really probably have more access than we even take advantage of. I know I feel that way, you know. And, you know, reading your Bible, studying your Bible, it's never something you can do do it enough. You know, you can always feel guilty. It's like praying. You can never pray enough. Absolutely and right. you can always feel guilty over it. So don't don't operate in guilt uh, over, you know, over those issues. If you've neglected your Bible, uh, maybe be convicted, but, but don't operate in guilt. 
just uh, just begin to enjoy God's Word and uh, let it come to life in your life, and uh, that's something you'll never regret. Okay, why is your Bible uh, important to you? Why do you treasure God's Word? Is there a Bible that's uh, particularly important to you? Uh, we're just taking your stories. We've had uh, several good ones. So uh, give us a call, 205-941-1011. Dr. Robert Jeffers, First Baptist Dallas, Pathway to Victory, joins us next hour as well. Stay with us. Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me. Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. It is Priority Talk. We are here with you live right now. 205-941-1011. Of course, we're at WXJC Radio. Download the free app and check out PriorityTalkRadio.com as well. You can listen to uh, pretty much anything you hear on the show. It'll be there later. Priority Talk Radio, our daily podcast. We're talking about the Bible here on Theological Thursday. Nate Williams in studio with me. Stuart's here as well. We've been taking your phone calls about the Bible and uh, your Bible, why the Bible's important, why you cherish the Bible. We sort of kicked this off. It's been 486 years since the uh, death, the uh, brutal murder of William Tyndale. And, of course, uh, his crime was translating the Bible into a language where the common everyday person could have access to it. And so it's uh, in, in some part because of him that you have access to the Bible the way you do. So we're uh, taking your phone calls and uh, enjoying it very much. We've been from uh, Pelham to Addison to Union Grove, up and down I-65, and now we uh, go to Hartsell, Alabama, and Deanne joins us. Go right ahead, ma'am. Yes, um, this is actually funny that you're talking about this tonight because I was talking about it at church last night. Um, when my husband and I got married, 
as my wedding present, he gave me a new Bible, and he had our names engraved on it in one flesh and, and our wedding date. And it was a nice Bible, but it just wasn't my Bible. And after a couple of weeks, I was like, can I go back to my own Bible? And yeah. he said, yeah, you know, because I just didn't feel God in that Bible. I mean, I, I know it was the Word, and but I just didn't, I just didn't connect to God, you know, like I did. And so he said, yes, but do you mind if we, you know, engrave it and put our names on yours? And I'm like, I don't mind. And so we took it to Lifeway when they were open, and um, they had it a long time, but uh, when I got it, or while they were working on it, one of the guys called me, and he said, hey, we're doing this, we're putting your binders back together, putting your pages back in, because it was, it was well used. And um, he said, but do you want a new binder, because this one is all scarred up and bruised and scraped up? And I said, no. I said, those are my scrapes, and those mm. are my bruises and my scars. So, no, I want that one that's on there. And he said, okay. He thought <laughs> I was crazy, but but that, I actually told that story last night because that's that's our life. That is, that's my connection to my father, and I, and I love my Bible, so I'm glad you're talking about this well, tonight. Well, good. You know, there's a saying, I may not get this exactly right, but something around, something like uh, the person who's, Bible is falling apart, their life is not falling apart. Something to that effect. I have uh, heard that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, Deanne, thank you for the phone call. That's a great story. I, that's cool of your husband to do that. that. That's a good way to start a marriage. It is. Thank y'all. Have a good night. Good. Very good. Uh, don't forget, Robert Jeffers joins us after the bottom of the hour. First Baptist Church, Dallas. Pathway to Victory. He'll be with us uh, just after 630. Uh, Joe Daddy. He's out in Springville. What's going on, sir? Hey, hey Greg. First time caller. All right. Welcome. I just had uh, something. I had a thought real quick. Okay. Paul says this in Romans, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So what is the Word of God? Mm-hmm. Well, the Scripture, the Bible. So... All of us believers share that. We cherish that. And the writer of Hebrews says this, Without faith, which is obtained by hearing the word of God, it is impossible to please God. Just thought that was neat. Yep. Hope to edify everybody. Very good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Bible is the, uh, it's the, uh, the written word. Uh, it is, and we had the living word as well, Jesus, you know, uh, in the beginning was the word, and uh, that that was uh, Jesus, the second of the uh, Holy Trinity. Good good word. Thank you, sir. Thank you, brother. Bye. That's a good first call, Joe. Appreciate it, man. All right, 205-941-1011. we got a few more moments here we can get your phone calls in on this, uh, on this subject. Uh, Nate's got some more interesting uh, facts. Now, you were telling me about one. I, I'm going to go rogue on you. Uh, a misprint of the Bible, you know. Oh. I used to collect baseball cards, you know. And if, if you ever got one that was a misprint, you know, like if they got the wrong guy's name or the wrong picture, you know, those were more valuable. Has that ever happened with the Bible? Yeah, it, it has happened. And I just think uh, when you think of typos, what do you think of misspelling a name or having a random letter somewhere, whatever it might be? But in 1631 a publishing company put out a Bible with the typo, thou shalt commit adultery. Hmm. 
only nine of these Bibles, known as the Sinner's Bible, exist today. So imagine this, Greg, you're opening up your Bible, you're reading in Exodus, you get to the Ten Commandments, and uh, and you come across, thou shalt commit adultery. I hope no one took advantage of that Well, typo. that Bible must have gotten out because a lot of people have been living by it. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> they have. Come Boom, on. roasted. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I, that's interesting. I uh, and, and then you tell us there's been how many billion Bibles? Uh, physical Bibles are estimating over five billion copies sold. Wow. That's more uh, Bibles than uh, Big Macs from McDonald's. Uh, yeah. I, something like that. Over, I, I, over five billion sold. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there we are. Uh, and the downloads, of course. Uh, who knows? But the Bible can be an intimidating book. It can be. Yeah. If you don't understand, uh, you know, some people don't understand that it's uh, not just one book, but it's a collection of books. And, um, you know, I remember um, I was a chaplain for a, a football team, and uh, these were uh, guys that were in their in their 20s, okay? And I remember they would come to our little chapel service, and I remember uh, giving Bibles to, to some of them, and they literally didn't know there was an Old Testament and a New Testament. They had no idea. So the Bible can be an intimidating book. Uh, give us some, um, some maybe some tips if, if you're new to the Bible. We could have people listening to us, and you know about the Bible, and you respect the Bible, and maybe you know, you've been to church, but you've never really been able to study the Bible. Uh, tell us how maybe you can get started. Man, I think uh, when I've been asked that question, like, where do we start? How do I read it? I think a couple things are in order. Uh, just take your time. The Bible was written in times that were very different than ours. So you're, we might not always understand something right away. So take your time. Give yourself grace. I think that's important that you're not going to understand everything. I, I've studied. I went to seminary, and I still don't understand everything. Oh, sure. And so, so, so have that mindset. And, and on top of that, I would encourage reading your Bible with people. Like you have your quiet times. That's good. You want to read the Bible. You want a personal relationship with God. But also uh, be a part of a Sunday school or a Wednesday night class or mm -hmm. something or have an accountability partner. Read it with someone so that y'all can get together, talk about what you've read. Otherwise, it can might get discouraging or lonely. And so it's good to do it in community. And then when it comes to like where to start in the Bible, I often say, uh, I don't know about you, Greg, I know you've gotten this question, but I will choose a gospel, maybe Mark, maybe Matthew. I'll choose a gospel to learn about Jesus. And then I will uh, also start in Genesis and I'll read about the beginning. And so that's kind of my advice. I don't know what you say. Yeah, you know, I think probably the most common place that people will say start is the book of John. John's a big one. Mm -hmm. uh, you hear that a lot. I guess there's good reasons for it, but I don't think it's the only place, you know, you can start. Like you say, any of the Gospels are, are fine. Um, but, you know, I, you know I, I probably wouldn't point somebody, you know, like right at Lamentations or something like that. You no. know, uh, that's a tough one. Numbers can be a tough one. Now, there's a lot in there. I'm not knocking those books, but... For someone who's just getting started. Don't start there. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess a lot of people do start at Genesis because it is the first book. Um, but then you begin to realize that uh, as you get through one book, you start to realize at some point uh, these aren't in order. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and so 
Um, it can be helpful to, uh, to, to read a, a chronological Bible. That can help as well. Yeah. But a good study Bible, and Marty earlier, he mentioned a couple that he uses. I think he said the uh, MacArthur Bible, although he said he, uh, you know, doesn't agree with, there's a few points he'll, uh, you know, go away from MacArthur on. But overall, he finds it to be a good study Bible. Uh, and then he mentioned the Life Application Bible, which I think has really become a, a good standard. Uh, and as well, um, I think the tr- a translation is important, you know, to think about. Um, you, you need to read the Bible in a translation that you can understand. And, uh, you know, don't, don't, uh, I would, some of you get mad at me about this, but don't criticize somebody if they need to read a translation that's more readable for them. You know, um, you know, I know a lot of folks out there are King James only. Um, I get that. Okay. But let me just say this. You're not reading the original King James either. Okay. I I have a, a printed copy of the original 1611 King James. I have one. I got it back in 2011. Um, on the anniversary, you know, they kind of re-released it, and it's, you know, it's a new version, but it looks ancient. You know, it looks like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Look, none of us can read that and, and gain anything from it. Okay, you're reading Old English. So when you say I'm reading the uh, the King James Bible, well, you're just reading a version of the King James Bible, okay, a, a more updated version. And then, of course, then they got the New King James, which the King James has been updated many times over the years. So... You have found one that you that you like and you enjoy, and that you're able to, you know, to gain insight from and understand it, and so other people have to do that as well. Um, you know, I wouldn't say the King James is even the most literal translation. Uh, it's not. Uh, there's others that are much more literal, and they're a little harder to read because they don't kind of round out the sentences and make it a little bit more readable. Um, you know, you, you, you miss some words and some connecting, you know, thoughts that sometimes can help make it where you can get through it. But if someone needs to, to, to read a paraphrase to get started in the Bible, that's awesome. Do that. Yeah. And I think as you grow in the Word, your desire to to learn the Bible more literally and at a higher level will grow, and you'll grow into that. So, you know, there's a beginner. There's a place to begin. And, but if you were raised with King James and these and thous and all that, it's beautiful. I love the King James. I have nothing against it. Uh, I preach from the King James sometimes. Um, I preach from the New King James. I preach from the NIV. Uh, I use all sorts of different translations. Uh, and when I'm studying out to preach, if, if I feel like the ESV got it closer, I use the ESV. You know, if it's if it. It, you, you have to look. Some translations have done a better job than others at capturing the meaning of uh, of what God said through that. Now, you're shaking your head a lot. Do you agree with all that? I, I agree with all that. I, and I, I like what you said pastorally that we want to build people up. We want to encourage people uh, to read their Bible. So don't knock people for their Bible version. They're reading the Bible, and God is moving. God is working, and that's what we encourage. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, I have uh, had people get down because they'll be like, you know, you weren't preaching out of the real Bible, you know, the King James. And, you know, look, we've all heard it. Jesus didn't speak King James. Paul Mm -hmm. didn't speak King James, didn't write King James. Okay, they're all translations. And, uh, you know, with any translation, you're going to have some, um, you know, some variance in there. Yeah. To, to make it readable, you are now. Is it is it God's word as it was as it was given to us? Yes. Uh, there are some translations though that can be more accurate in today's time. 
to what we understand than others. Yeah. Like, you can go back in some older translations and they use the word gay, and it meant happy. But guess what? If somebody picks up the Bible now that does it, that's younger, the word gay doesn't mean happy to them. Yes. So they're getting the wrong meaning from it. Just one example. Okay, we uh, will uh, wrap that up here today. We'll be, uh, we can pick that up another day. This is a really good uh, conversation that we have been having. And uh, we've got two special guests coming up for just a moment. We're going to visit with UAB Athletic Director Mark Ingram is going to join us to talk about the big homecoming game at UAB this weekend. And then Robert Jeffers joins us for the better part of the last half hour of the program. Uh, That's the plan. He'll be with us, and we're going to talk about um, the Bible with him. How's that? We'll keep the Bible conversation going. It is Priority Talk Radio, Good News, Christian Values. Stay right here with us. 